0: will proudly take a stand When liberty's in jeopardy I will always do what's right I'm out here on the front lines Sleep in peace tonight American soul to have a conversation about the things that matter to you, including the direction of our country. This is Conversations with Rodney Ferguson, brought to you by Crushed Red on the Big 550 KTRS.
1: Good afternoon. This is Conversations with Rod Ferguson from KTRS and the Big 550. We're ushering into the new year, and to do that, I thought the best way to do that would be to start off with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for allowing us to enjoy this new year where we get a second chance at everything, relationships, business agreements, family relationships, and friends. As we go into the new year, I pray you'd watch over us, be with those that are sick, be with the elderly, especially be with our military, and be with those that don't know you and hopefully they can come to know you in this new year. Thank you for all you do for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, as we usher ourselves into the new year, the first uh, thing that kind of comes to mind is charity. Everybody has made New Year's resolutions. Hopefully, Hopefully some of those involve charities of your choice. There's two charities that I picked for 2024. One is the Cancer Research Center for Children down at St. Jude's in Texas, and the second one is the Shriners and what they're doing for young men and women and boys and girls with their uh, medical teams, and I'd like to just speak on each of those for just a minute. I got introduced to St. Jude's when we had to pick a charity at my company, and the company said they would match all contributions up to $5,000. So uh, we decided, my wife and I, that we would put St. Jude's down as one of our recipients for that year. And we did that because one of my very good friends over in Illinois had a two-year-old son that got diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, He lost his fight with leukemia six months in. But if you've seen the statistics at St. Jude's, it's absolutely amazing. They are saving four out of five children that come through their doors, and they pick up the tab on everything the airfare to get there, the lodging, all the medicine, all the medical, all the doctors. Everything the child needs while they're there and what the family needs while they're away. It's an absolutely amazing statistic that they can save four out of five children. Because when someone comes to St. Jude's, they've probably been turned down by everybody else. And it's a last hope type of situation. So if you haven't picked a charity for 2024, you couldn't do worse. You couldn't do worse than St. Jude's Cancer Research Hospital. Danny Thomas started it. His daughter Marlo continues it. And it's got an incredible board, and they do a phenomenal job. The other charity that I picked through 2024 was the Shriners. And obviously when you say Shriners, the first thing that comes in your mind is those little guys in the clowns outfits running around With those little cars and the parades and everything but it's a lot more than that it's absolutely incredible i'm part of the shriners group here locally and we fall out from everything for parades to fundraisers the niece that had curvature of the spine and it was severe and she was moving into her teenage years she was developing Uh, as a beautiful young woman, but this curvature of the spine uh, looked like a dollar sign. And the Shriners came together with one of their top surgeons that that does that surgery. And what he does is four days during the week, he bills for his services in the hospital. But one day a week, he takes a new Shriners patient and does his whole uh, bill complimentary because this family could not afford this type of surgery. And I don't know if you're familiar with how that surgery goes, but it's an incredible amount of hardware. It is a large incision from the base of the neck all the way down to the tailbone of the client. And the pins and screws and bars that they have to put, is absolutely amazing. But the new bars bend, which means for a young athlete, it actually bends with them. And after she had the surgery a year later, all that it looks like cosmetically is a little white line running down the middle of her back. The rest of it is unknown to anybody. And she is one inch taller now that they took that curvature out of her spine. She's smiling. She's just amazing and outgoing, whereas before she was shy and avoided social situations. And this doctor physically is exhausted after this eight-hour surgery that he does to repair this curvature of the spine. His nursing staff says he literally collapses after he's done because there's so much involved with putting that young girl's spine back together. So for 2024, if you don't have a charity of choice, and it really doesn't matter the dollar amount, small, medium, large, you add it all up, and it can have an incredible impact on not only the participant, but on the organization. So keep St. Jude's and keep the Shriners in front of mind for those charitable endeavors that you may not have committed to yet. This is Conversations with Rod Ferguson on the Big 550 KTRS. am brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue.
0: Now, back to Conversations with Rodney Ferguson, brought to you by Crushed Red on the Big 550 KTRS. The next topic that comes up that
1: has been all over the news has been issue with our southern border. And I think there's a lot of misnomers on the southern border because there's a lot of press that are vying for all kinds of uh, notoriety in this area. Because you can't have a conversation socially without this coming up somewhere in the evening. Um, this border a crisis. Just to give you an idea, and I'm just going to pick one city, Chicago. Chicago's fun to bust on anyway. It's Cardinals and the Cubbies, and but just Chicago alone this year had twenty six thousand five hundred illegal. Immigrant migrants come by bus to their city. They had 4,252 arrivals come in illegally to our country by air. So even though I went to Limburg, I can do that math. That's about 30,000 people that have crossed our border illegally. And this isn't that they had to go through a process. I mean, they're just walking across. And I go back to the couple years ago where COVID was such a big deal, and we were all locked in our homes, and everybody's worrying about hugging people and shaking people's hands and sanitizing this and sanitizing that. Those 30,000 that went into Chicago, we don't know anything about them other than eighty five percent of them are young male and they're not coming from Mexico. This is the other misnomer that's out there. People think they're just coming in from Mexico. It's not true. When they pulled those thirty thousand that came into Chicago, they came from seventy two different countries, including China, Russia and all different kinds of places. They have not been vetted at all. We don't know what they're coming in with in their bags. We don't know what's coming in with their luggage. We don't know what they have on their body. They are entering our country, and I'm just picking one city for one year. This has got the attention of everybody i mean this is like opening up a prison and letting all the inmates out and run free by the way they've been given benefits also social security cards health care cards food stamps etc cetera, etc cetera. and i have several very personal friends that have come into the country legally and it took them 4 years and a large amount of money to navigate through our government system to get here legally and get their visas and establish their permanent residency. And I've talked to them and asked them about this. And I said, how do you feel about all these different migrants from all these different countries just walking across the border and coming into the United States? I mean, New York is putting them in. Empty, high-rise, luxury apartments. They're putting them in high-end hotels and motels that are vacant. And it just boggles my mind that the current administration can continue daily to dodge this issue. So they're just – it gets you wound up. It gets me very wound up. The powers that be on the other side of uh, law enforcement, uh, and there are numerous ones, they are making millions and millions of dollars a week trafficking drugs, people, children across our southern border because they know we have an open window for letting anybody come in. It's amazing. And the majority of us are letting it happen. We're not contacting our representatives. We're not holding them accountable for what we elected them to do to protect the United States. We're just letting them walk right in. And shame on us for doing it. I mean, our representatives have a lot of different things on their plate, but this is absolutely one that's going to be on the ballot coming up in less than a year. And it's starting to be discussed. And however you feel about it, I would just like to know, Because there's all kinds of polls out there. So we have a text line, and I'd like you to uh, text in and let me know, what are your feelings about the border? Is this just me and just got me upset? Or is this across the country an issue? This has been – these buses have been deterred at one point into Democratic – ran cities and states, and they were screaming, especially up in New England, when these buses were pulling up and these migrants were getting out of the by the thousands and coming into their communities and setting up these little tent camps. I mean, we, can't, we have a problem with our homeless in this country before this ever started. I mean, what is this going to do in the future? And everybody points the political finger and says, well, they're just going to all pull Democrats. Well, if you've been keeping track of what's going on in the polls with the minority groups, with the current administration, that dog might not hunt. And if it doesn't, that is going to be the biggest effort in futility that they ever pulled. And they've pulled a lot. So I'd just like to know how you think about it. Text our chat line, KTRS, at the Big 550, and let me know how you think about that topic. This is Rod Ferguson in Conversations.
0: I'm brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Now back to Conversations with Rodney Ferguson, brought to you by Crushed Red on the Big 550, KTRS.
1: I recently have had to deal with the healthcare issue that I learned a lot about going through the process and it was in the area of my kidney specifically a kidney stone it was the size of a nickel and they said it had been growing for two years when I asked about how this occurred since i've never had a problem like this in my 62 years on the planet they said well mr ferguson you live in the kidney belt and i didn't know what a kidney belt was I, just, I didn't heard of the bible belt never heard of the kidney belt See, so yeah the kidney belt's up there around nebraska kind of works its way through the Midwest, it comes on down to the east coast into the Carolinas, and it's primarily part of uh, households that are on well water, the purest water on the planet. They don't have this issue in the city from the city, but they are exorbitant in the states I mentioned, and they've actually called it the kidney belt. Now, without getting too graphic, this required two different surgeries over two different months, requiring stents into the kidney. The passing and the blasting of this stone to try to purge this thing from my body. It is the most excruciating pain I have ever had being in the Marine Corps um for six years, uh, being in the jungles of different foreign countries, uh, living in the woods, uh, been in all kinds of different situations. Other surgeries, including knee surgeries and gallbladder surgeries, hernia surgeries, broken arms, broken this, broken that. I have never had anything that touched me as deeply. And as painfully as a kidney stone. And I've talked to other people who said, yeah, I get kidney stones all the time. I just pass them. I, sometimes I pass them. I don't even know it. I said, well, the size of a nickel, you'd know it if it was coming. I could tell you in my body where it was traveling at what particular rate of speed and when. It was the most excruciating thing I've ever had to go through. It was two months of my life. And extremely time-consuming. Because when you're in pain, and I know a lot of the audience deals with pain, uh, emotional pain, physical pain, all kinds of different pain, it, it can be devastating in other parts of your life. Financially, as far as relationships, and et cetera. So I wanted to share that knowledge with you in the area of kidney and kidney belt, which I had never heard of in my 62 years on the planet, that we live in that state in the kidney belt. So if you're having to go through anything like that, seek medical attention immediately. Obviously, the sooner they can get in front of that problem, the better they can make it. And seek out the people that do that for a living. I mean, there are kidney specialists that deal in this area. But I just wanted to share that with you because I recently went through it. And if anyone else in the audience is, I pray for you. I pray it passes quickly. Grab your strainer, head to the restroom, and I pray that that's purged from your body as soon as possible. To come up with, and I had no idea this was out there, and it's more in the rural areas of the country, was something called a family cloth. Now, I didn't know what a family cloth was. And maybe you're sitting there going, what is he talking about? A family cloth? What, what is this? It has been described to me as a toilet paper alternative. <laughs> and I got into a discussion with a family that it was, it's it been common practice handing down generations. I mean, I, when I go to Costco or Wally World or wherever, I get my toiletries, I get my toilet paper, I get my uh, – Paper towel rolls, I get my, just all the things I need for cleaning supplies, and that's a modern occurrence for me. I had never heard of this alternative to toilet paper called a family cloth. And the best way I can describe it is, it's a large washcloth that's used in the restroom. And it's laundered. Just like other things we launder with our clothes and our towels, and it's used in the restroom to clean you up. But again, I had never heard of this until late last year, and I, if you would have asked me how many families were participating in this particular endeavor, I would have missed it by a mile the family cloth. I guess over the course of a year, I guess you save a lot of money in this area because you're not having to buy dispensable paper products. I had just never been exposed to it, <laughs> no pun. And I had never heard of anybody that used this as an alternative to toilet paper. So I thought I'd share that with everybody. So put it up there with uh, unusual trivia. There's a statistic out there, and we all know what they say about statistics. Moving to the political front for a minute, because this is a political year, and we're going to hear a lot about politics this year, politicians promising this and that, and who can do a better job, and are we going to switch this in the Senate or move this over in the House? And who's going to be the president, et cetera? But that was in the area, this particular one is in the area of executive orders. And I saw a statistic that kind of backed me up a little bit, and they asked it in the form of a question. And they said, which president issued the most executive orders. And I thought about that for a minute, and the first name that came to my mind was Obama, because I heard that he signed a lot. But I really didn't know what a lot meant. This particular president issued 3,000 712 executive orders now i know some of you're thinking you thought you know big joe did that in his first month in office when he was trying to unwind all the trump stuff and there was a lot signed and he signed his name for three days um but the president with the most executive orders written 3712 goes to franklin delano roosevelt FDR wrote the most, and nobody else comes anywhere near him. And I just thought that was extremely interesting. Um, And you may find it interesting, or you may find it uninteresting. I was watching TV the other night after a long day of work, and I'm just settling in, and all these different commercials about this and that, things you want to know about, things you absolutely don't want, about, want to know about, things about personal health care, things about everything from erectile dysfunction to how you smell when you get out of the shower. And the one that caught my attention the most was a commercial for Planned Parenthood. Now, when I say those words... Most of the time, they elicit an immediate reaction. And some fall down on one side, others fall down on the other side. And I will say, each side is extremely passionate about how they feel about this, Planned Parenthood, and the issues that surround it. But I had never seen a commercial for Planned Parenthood, with everybody smiling and the waiting room, everybody was smiling and high-fiving each other, and young people are laughing and smiling and coming in and going out. A 30-second commercial on Planned Parenthood. That was a new one on me. I don't know if any of you have seen it. I don't know how you feel about it. That's what our text line's for. So if you have a strong opinion one way or the other, and if you've seen a commercial for Planned Parenthood, go ahead and text us here at the Big 550 KTRS and let me know. The subject of the International Space Station came up the other day because they were talking about how much money it was going to cost every time we go up and down to the moon or to Mars, or whatever we send up there next. And now the private sector has got involved in this, everybody from Elon to other billionaires that are out there that are throwing their money into space. And there were a couple things that I did not know that I thought I'd share with you. New York City and New Jersey, I think everybody knows, has a trash problem. You don't have to visit too many times to New York City and stay at one of the swanky hotels to be woke up, regardless of what floor you're on, the 30th floor, the 25th floor, the 35th floor, by a trash truck loading black bags into a ta- trash truck. And quite frankly, I thought they went to the landfill like they do everywhere else that I know. Then I found out they're going on barges and they're being shipped on barges across the country. Then I find out that none of that, that that didn't work. That worked for a while, but now they're shipping them out to the desert and burying them in holes in the desert. But the trash keeps accumulating. And regardless of all this issue about recycling, where you're just separating the different parts of trash, um, this, this trash, unbeknownst to me, is being put in satellites and shot into orbit. This was new to me. I couldn't possibly fathom how economically feasible it would be to load our garbage onto a satellite tube, fill it full of garbage and trash, and blow it into our atmosphere. I've never seen a commercial on that. I've never heard of anybody even talk about it. Yet, apparently, this has been happening for years. The other thing that was going on that's been in the news recently is they had a young man that was made his trip up to the International Space Station. There was just one trial. He was supposed to rotate off after a year. And through some kind of problem that they were having, they sent him a memo and said, yeah, you're going to be up here another year. Now, I don't know how that went over with his family, and I can't imagine what it did to his finances to be delayed a year when you know you're returning to earth for that year. But it posed a question. If that was you, And you had a one-year gig up there, and then it got extended into another year. The question I would ask is, what would you miss most about Earth? I mean, you're sitting up there for another year. You can only take so much data and so many cosmic pictures and do your job, 12 on, 12 off. On the 12 off, when you're not sleeping for eight, got four hours to probably do whatever you want, staring into space, missing everybody, your friends, your family, your kids. What would you say you would miss the most about Earth? Text me. Let me know what you would miss the most. This is Conversations with Rod Ferguson on the Big 550 KTRS i brought to you courtesy of the red, white,
0: and blue. Now, back to Conversations with Rodney Ferguson. Brought to you by Crushed Red on the Big 550 KTRS.
1: So I've been researching the best six doctors in the country. And after extensive research, I formulated... The best six doctors in the world. And I'm going to put them in no particular order. They won't be alphabetized or anything like that. But these are the top six doctors in the world. The first one is sunlight, being outside, enjoying the sun. The second one is diet what actually goes into your body. The third one is rest, six to eight hours of rest, sleep. The fourth one is friends, your inner circle, the people that support you, your friends. The fifth one is exercise daily. It doesn't even matter what it is. And number six is self-confidence. After searching the world over, these are the six doctors that I've been able to come up with that will keep you out of their office. And I wanted to share that with everybody because they've done a world of good for myself and others that practice it. So we're going to pivot to this market. I mean, the market is efficient. What I mean by that is all the external factors, all the political factors, all the uh, talking heads out there with their different opinions, the market at the end of the day works off earnings and profits and management. And it is efficient. So while it can be manipulated by everything from hedge funds to political rhetoric, at the end of the day, it's efficient. And that's what we're seeing right now. Yes, it can do short-term moves with everything from crypto to the price of oil current inflation rates, the Fed open in their mouth. Short-term, it can be manipulated by a number of those factors, but at the end of the day, it's efficient. And with 50% of the population some way in the market, meaning in their 401K, in their IRA, in their personal savings, in inherited assets, At the end of the day, it is efficient, and 50% of the population is in the market. This would be news to the current administration. Current administration said, we don't care about the market. It has nothing to do with us, even though most of them are actively involved in it. But the market is at an all-time high now. And I don't mean an all-time high for 2023, 2024. I mean, from the beginning of time, the market is at an all-time high. It's a little bit of profit-taking going on today, but it should hit a new high tomorrow. It may go up, it may go down, but at the end of the day, it's trending up to an all-time high. Whether you're tracking the Dow, whether you're tracking the NASDAQ, whether you're tracking the exchanges, It is trending up at historic levels. So if you're not in the market, and that was not one of your New Year's resolutions, I would highly recommend you rethink that decision. I'd reallocate your 401k to 2024. If you haven't done so in January, is a great time to do that. If you don't want to watch it, someone has to watch it. You just can't put it on autopilot and wake up 50 years and retire. If you're not going to manage it, hire a professional money manager to manage it for you. And there's good ones and there are bad ones. Seek out referrals of your friends and neighbors, coworkers, family members. There are guys guys doing great jobs out there, and you need to get referred to them. But don't go it alone if this is not something that you do. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. But at the end of the day, it's a necessary evil to be in the market. Nothing is going to keep pace with inflation at its current levels other than the market. And for you bond lovers out there, I would highly recommend that that is for your safe money and your long-term money, not what you're using to keep up with inflation and taxes. So that's my thoughts quickly on the market. This is Rod Ferguson on Conversations, KTRS, the Big 550.